0: Hey everybody, it's me, John Raphael. Welcome to, okay, let's go five topics, 30 minutes. I hope everyone had a wonderful July 4th weekend. If you celebrate in the US, if you're international I hope you had a great Monday and Tuesday. (laughs) Instead of fireworks, I went to a drone show here in Los Angeles and it was underwhelming, truly but environmentally better than fireworks. So we applaud the effort. Today, I am joined by my longtime friend, Janine Rhodes. Janine and I met in the Kathy Griffin universe with our dear friend, Tiffany Helzer, who was Kathy's assistant right before me. Currently living in Washington, D.C., Janine is a talented shining star with a smile that lights up the world. Janine, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited to be here.
0: Now, normally I would ask how you're doing, but (laughs) I didn't know that I would have you as a guest right after your shocking, star making (laughs) appearance on Max's and just like that. So (laughs) we need to get into that right away before we get into the actual episode. So can you tell us how you ended up on set for like that?
1: That's right. I'm famous now. Haven't, haven't I already told you? Um, So, yeah, so I actually replied to an Instagram post um, at the end of the year and essentially was cast without, I hadn't even been thinking about it. I happened to be in New York for work, um, and got the email the day I got to New York. So it was, um, the beginning of February, 20 degrees outside. All I had was like sweaters and work clothes. I happened to pack my Celine combat (laughs) boots. So I was like, okay, I'm going to have to make this work for this scene that was supposed to be a summer cocktail party. And I ran to Zara, got a dress, showed up on set and made it work. And I ended up being a part of the inside the ju- the jewelry bubble, having to run out when Carrie says, I have COVID. And it was just 12 hours of craziness in 20 degree weather in Bryant Park. It was the best experience of my life. Not sure I'll do it again, um, but it was.
0: <laughs> you only need to do these types of things once. And yeah, it's a
1: once in a lifetime yeah. thing.
0: <laughs> and we're gonna get into the episode a little bit later because this is sort of turning into an and in just like that like recap podcast <laughs> in some ways. But like, yes, what I know about you in these last you know twelve years that we've been friends is how much Sex in the City I'm means. To you. So can you tell listeners why it means so much to you?
1: I have always quoted everything in sex in the city I think every circumstance I'm in I'm always like oh my God remember that one scene in Sex in the city this is like that and I just I feel like I am a part or each one of those four characters is a part of who I am I moved to New York because of that show I my 30th birthday was a theme from that show um I am just a die hard sex in the city fan I will ride with these ladies until they go to the grave like so for me this was just um like a just one of those once in a lifetime opportunities where I was I've been saying for so long how much I'd love to be a part of this show and I finally had this opportunity so I just couldn't miss it and it was just it was the coolest thing.
0: Yeah, it's a full circle moment and I think Yeah it's just one of those things too, where, you know, obviously I do this, this podcast because of pop culture and how much it moves us as individuals. And I think city is just one of those things that clearly you resonate with so many millions of other people resonated with, like you, you'd mentioned like going to New York and kind of thinking of yourself and all those roles, like that is kind of the power of pop culture. me, and that's why I love when, even if it's something stupid to someone else or something great, it's just the power that pop culture has on us as individuals. And I think you are kind of, Embodied
1: that show, in the dream. Yeah. And I, I mean, I think you would agree that show was so ahead of its time when it came out. And so it's just, it's so relevant just in every day, like in every moment of our lives, whether it's a career transition or we move to a new place or a relationship or buying your first big purchase. Like I just, there's just so many things about that show that I relate to. And I, I, I'm just obsessed. <laughs>
0: Yes, very much so. And we're going to get yeah. into it just like that because I, you are, you know, the star of the show and <laughs> uh, and I want your hot takes. But first, we have some other topics to discuss. So let's dive in. Okay, let's go. So fans of The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills were shook on Monday when People Magazine reported that Kyle Richards and husband Mauricio Emansky were separating after 27 years of marriage. Kyle is an original cast member of the show and her marriage has been well documented over the last decade. Mauricio also has a separate reality show on Netflix about his real estate business with his daughters. The couple later clarified that they were not divorcing and have just had a rough year in their marriage while Housewives fanatics have been speculating that Kyle is in a relationship with country star Morgan Wade. So what was your initial reaction to the news?
1: I was shocked. Um, and then I think after doing the deep dive in the Instagram burst, um, I wasn't so shocked because I think I've been seeing a lot of posts from Kyle recently, and it's all about her body transformation and her hanging out with the girls. And although I know they were filming, usually she's always so gushy about her relationship with Mauricio and Vice versa for Mauricio so I just in a way was like okay I'm not so surprised maybe things have been rocky for them what I am like clueless about is like what must have caused this I know fans are speculating this other relationship but like what could break up 27 years
0: I mean, it could be a variety of topics. Yeah. As you know, on True. season one of Beverly, uh, Beverly Hills, um, a sidekick, yeah. Alison Dubois, told Kyle that, you know, her husband would never emotionally fulfill yep. her and that when right. kids left, they'd have nothing left to talk about. <laughs> but, you know, they still have kids at home. I think is probably, you know, 13 or 14 at the most. But I think what was shocking for me is obviously we've been watching these women now for 13 years, since two 2000- thousand. Mm-hmm. So you feel like you know them, even though we really don't, obviously we don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but we've seen as viewers of the housewives, so many of these relationships effectively end. I mean, Ramon and Mario had also been together for 30 years Came to an end. And you always kind of had Kyle and Mauricio as like the gold standard of like, oh, they'll be fine. It's like, I can only think like Kyle and Mauricio and like Melissa and Joe from New Jersey, like if they broke up and be like, okay, what is love? And what what is is this point?
1: (laughs) It's doomed, exactly.
0: It's doomed. So I think that was kind of the shock. Right. On the note, then we have like, they just wrapped filming for the latest season of Beverly Hills. And it's like, is Kyle going to be forthcoming about this on the show? My guess is probably not. She's probably gonna try to sweep it under the rug so nobody could kind of gather that anything was going wrong.
1: Yeah, well, that's typical Kyle behavior. But I did read something that the women bring their troubles up during filming so I think there's going to be like a hint maybe to the fact that they like how she stated that it has been one of the roughest years for them I do think that that gets addressed how she handles it though to your point is she going to try to brush that under the rug but there have been other episodes in Housewives history where then they do like sort of a fast forward and then they show this little clip to sort of show like what the viewers are watching in the moment so I'm curious if that might happen during this this new season um depending on how things unfold
0: yeah I mean Kyle's kind of a staple of the show she's the longest running cast member so yeah this isn't the first time there have been rumors about her marriage on the show right Weathered these storms before but now that it's all true it's like Is she going to, you know, pull a Robin and Juan Dixon who didn't talk about (laughs) either issues until after, and it like, right? So we'll see. But also, um, I just, I don't know. I I want them to work out. I want them to work out. I think
1: that's yeah.
0: Have four daughters.
1: Yeah, who are part of Mauricio's business. Yeah, I think four daughters.
0: Yeah, I I know the oldest isn't is Kyle's and not his, but like really, he's raised her since. They just have a beautiful family, and I kind of do. I want them to succeed, but also, Housewives fans have a little bit too much time on their hands. They
1: do. I think <laughs> I think the I realize... heart tattoos and
0: exactly. like the way she's
1: touching Kyle's head. I'm like, our
0: bored from <laughs> Scandal, which, which you know, granted, gave us a lot of you know armchair detective stuff to work with, figuring out the whole rock. Helton thing. But like, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if Kyle was in a new relationship with this country star female Morgan Wade, but like. I, I don't think we need to like deep dive into every little thing. Uh, every as little,
1: of, yeah, every so. little clue. that people, yeah, I agree. I just if if you know the thing is if they are going to separate, I think the fans are going to support them no matter what, because there's no reason not to like Kyle or Mauricio. I think if the cheat there, if there's cheating involved, that's a whole different story. But I just hope that Kyle and Mauricio can work past whatever these issues are, whatever allegations have been made. Like, I think no matter what, we're all just rooting for them, rooting for their happiness. And I just, yeah, it's just sad. (laughs)
0: it is and again even if it does ultimately not go you know their way 27 years of marriage and in a beautiful family is kind of nothing to scoff at like it's it's still a success even if it doesn't end in a forever
1: yeah yeah
0: speaking of forever we are circling back to and just like that because like Kyle and Mauricio you know Carrie and (laughs) have the happiest of endings but Let's talk about my favorite show to hate watch. And I actually don't hate it. I really do love it because I love these characters as do you. So, and just like that, this week's episode featured Carrie faking COVID to not read her book aloud, Miranda ruining a scene in Chase Pilot and Charlotte <laughs> doing Charlotte things. Um, what did you think of this episode? I, f- I mean, let's forget that you're in it though. Okay. Let's oh. get back down to earth for a second.
1: Go <laughs> back down to earth for a moment. I you know I am very overall this season I'm very happy with. Um I think this episode had a couple of cringy moments. Um
0: as they all do. As, as they, all, they do. all do. Let's
1: talk the cringe the cringiest which um I think I think Che and Miranda like it might be time for them just to bid adieu. Yeah. Um we I need think Miranda in
0: Los Angeles. It's time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say, I don't think Miranda works in Los Angeles. Um, I, I just like she doesn't work with an Android. I think it's time to just say return to sender and like go back to New York. Um I they're the hard I think that's the hardest storyline for me to really because I love Miranda. I have so much love for her, but that storyline is not really doing it for me. I love the new edition of Seema and I'm blanking on Nicole's name. Yeah, uh, L,
0: L, L, Lisa. LT Lisa. N- yeah. They always L, yeah. Give her initials. So <laughs> before we move on to that, let's talk about Shane Miranda a little bit because yeah. the again, what I'm tired of with Miranda is they're making her seem like a bumbling idiot. Like she didn't know how yes. to iPhone and like she's interrupting <laughs> a live reading, but they're there's giving... a former lawyer. Exactly. Like <laughs> this is a smart woman. Like own her own
1: property in Manhattan. Like
0: <laughs> exactly. And I agree with you. Like, I don't think any of the characters work in Los Angeles. That's why, like, that episode of the original series, Sex in Another City, was like, oh yeah, like it just they just don't right. work from Los Angeles. And that's part of the charm. Um like seeing also seeing che do like one of those cheesy um sitcoms from like back in the 90s i was like do people even watch shows like that anymore are they still even making like a sitcom with an audience the answer is yes they are but like they
1: do right it's a relic (laughs) of the past (laughs) yeah
0: and che was kind of awful like also the reaction of like the showrunner, when like, Che not an actor, they'll never get this reaction again. It's like, okay, you're gonna say that in front of an audience? In front of
1: an audience.
0: <laughs> yeah, of course, right. they're not gonna get that reaction again. So it was silly. But, you know, on the plus side, I was happy that Miranda was finally heading back to New York because if it was me, and you know, the reason she's heading back to New York is because her son, Brady, broke up with his girlfriend while they were traveling in Europe and she right. rushed back, he's distraught. I get that. I would, I totally. Think- I would want to do that for my kid as well. Like you want
1: 100%, to be. 100%. And clearly like that's what Brady needed and what Brady wanted. And Che like was just so wrapped up in her own thing that she can't, she can't even see like why Miranda would need to do that, which just shows even more why they're just so not right for one another.
0: hundred percent. And I think in terms of the character of Miranda too, the other thing I hate is. Like, just give us a phone call with Steve. Like, like she's not going to be with this man for so long and then not even check in sometimes whether they're rela- like they have a kid together. exactly. a little bit of, even if he's not on the other line, just like a conversation with Steve, a text message from Steve.
1: Why can't they just be friends? I mean, it didn't end badly. And everyone loves Steve. I mean, frankly, yeah. Miranda never deserves Steve but just
0: saying, 100% like... <laughs> but they don't need but to right. her so much either it's like okay she's having a midlife crisis she's going to potentially get a tattoo like oh
1: gosh check in on
0: your ex he's your father's child he's your father's child he's the child of your
1: child's father <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: all right so let's move on to talking about Carrie now because yes I understand that this woman is dealing with grief and that's the reason why she couldn't kind of make it through her book but at the same time, again, like just like it's last rational. week, she is wasting people's money. Like just like when her podcast Empire imploded and she's like, oh, well, everyone's oh, well. I don't care. I was like, oh, <laughs> they booked two weeks for me here. Oh, well, I'm just going to pretend I have COVID and not show up." right. Annoying. Annoying. A- annoying, really annoying.
1: annoying. Like Carrie of early years would never have done that. Like first, she needed the paycheck. You know, she needed the, the the name and the revere, like, for her profession. For sure. So I don't understand why she's, now that she's gotten to this place, she's just kind of like, whatever. Like, meanwhile, <laughs> then coming back, like, an hour later from buying, like, how much at Bergdorf? I mean,
0: it, it makes no girl. sense. I mean, there was okay, even a touch have of, an
1: old stove in your kitchen, like fix that first.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get out of that studio apartment. We get that you have nostalgic attachment to it, but get out. You, you don't not need to be in like <laughs> 400 square feet of living space. <laughs> the other thing too is, and I, I, this is like less selfish, but also kind of selfish during the scene that you're in. She's at that show for her neighbor, um, And then, you know, they, the guy comes in and tries to rob them. Carrie doesn't give a fuck about like the, the, her friend's jewels or anything. She's like, please don't take my My jewelry. (laughs) My Carrie
1: necklace. Yeah.
0: (laughs) How about step out of yourself? But I did like the scene where she goes to check on her neighbor and climbs into bed with her to make sure she's okay. That
1: was really sweet. That was sweet. And yeah, I like, I like, I like this Lisette character. So I hope. You Know that evolves a little bit more. Why does Lissette
0: have a big ass apartment and Carrie's living in a, a studio we, in the same building? That
1: okay. is so true. We carry walked in, first of all, double doors, and <laughs> but like I was just like, she gets the first floor. Like, how did why has Carrie not like ripped the floor apart and gone to that? I mean, how I it makes no sense. No, it also, was she can't be living in that apartment selling that jewelry. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> truly I mean uh, again we, it makes no sense but what was funny in like my life this week is that I have a new neighbor that moved in right next door and I met her outside and she's like oh do you want to like come look at my place and I've always been curious about this place in the five years that I've lived here literally right next door so I figured it'd be a mirror of my apartment and yeah. she has a whole extra room in her apartment and I was like I told her, I was like, I should have called the building when the other people moved out and just switched over. <laughs> Meanwhile, here I am living in a one bedroom and she has one bedroom plus den. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Don't you? I've always known, like, I've lived in apartments for so long and sometimes you just never even realize what's on the other side of the wall. And then when you see it, you're just like, wait a minute, I want that model.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, truly, it's... <laughs> It's sobering. But Carrie apparently, you know, is fine with her squalor.
1: (laughs) Seriously. Oh, my goodness.
0: And what happened with Charlotte this episode? Because I forgot.
1: She made it on the MILF list. That was, was like, Charlotte's thing. Yes. Which, that was just... I'm sorry. Like, I love Charlotte, but I don't consider her a MILF. I mean, in today's day and age. Also, the guy who did the MILF list, I don't think would consider her a MILF. But Nicole would be a
0: MILF. (laughs) Nicole's definitely a MILF. (laughs)
1: charlotte
0: yeah yeah i mean charlotte is i don't know charlotte
1: it's, is it's park, park avenue burberry
0: like exactly
1: press <laughs>
0: yeah she doesn't exude sex but no she's gorgeous exactly. but she just she's doesn't beautiful. have sex appeal.
1: yeah yeah charlotte is just like you said doing charlotte things
0: yeah <laughs> Doing Charlotte things, but I'm excited that Miranda's back and that we'll have the three yeah. main characters together. Me,
1: Miranda and Carrie back. They're they're like my favorite duo. Well, <laughs> after Carrie and Samantha, but.
0: <laughs> but you know that's another hot topic that we don't even. That's need another time topic to get into right now. We'll <laughs> save that. I'll have you. I'll have you beam in for a special episode when Samantha the cameo for 25 second cameo. I bet it's gonna be. <laughs> Anyway, moving on to the next topic, well wishes are being sent out to my biggest inspiration, Madonna, as she suffered a a health scare this past week. It was reported that the pop legend was found unresponsive due to a bacterial infection was immediately sent to the ICU in New York City. Her manager said that she is expected to make a full recovery, but that the start of her celebration tour, which was due to begin next week in Vancouver, will need to be postponed until she is back to normal. Reports said that Madonna had been fighting a fever for the last month while also rehearsing 12 Ever Days for seven days a week to make this show everything she wants it to be and perhaps pushed herself a bit too far. Now, this is a deeper question, but what do you think of the pressure that women musicians put on themselves to be perfect, especially as they age in this industry that is, in my opinion, unkind to women over the age of 35?
1: Yeah, I agree. I do think it's super unkind. And I think you know, obviously Madonna hasn't gotten to where she is by like you know just sitting around doing the bare minimum. But I do wish that there were I don't know people in her her world or that that made her feel that she could step away if she was having a fever. I think a lot of women performers like they they push themselves to to meet this standard. But if there were people that were telling them, like, you don't have to do this, like, we'll take care of it for you. Maybe, I don't know, maybe that would help. Maybe that would make them feel more comfortable to say, yeah, I need to focus on my health, my mental health, and like, take a step, take a step back and wait this out. Um, I think it's really sad. I I just, you know, then that when you can add that to like how women feel they need to maintain their beauty at a certain age as well. There's just all these like layers and all these layers of pressure that, I mean, me as a woman, I, I, I don't experience even half of that. So I just, I wish her the best and I wish her well and a speedy recovery. Um,
0: Yeah. It's, it's difficult because, you know, she's been at the top of her game for so long. So to kind of deal with that humanity within yourself that, you know, I'm yeah. not as, you know, I'm not as spry as I used to be. I can't dance like I yeah. used to. like that already is hard enough. But then when you add to like social media adds another element to this, because right now you have high profile tours from Beyonce and Taylor Swift, who are probably at the top of the top right now. Right. You know, Madonna is also used to that level of fame. So you yes. know, one misstep and everyone that's covering the show it everywhere it's like a few years ago when she was performing and you know her her cape got stuck and she got yanked off the stairs like that plays on and she doesn't want to you know end her career as being a laughing stock and it's unfair right. to, to artists like Mick Jagger or Elton John who are still out there performing no one says like get off the stage but to her it's like well right you know it used to be why are you still doing what you're doing and it's unfair so the double right. standard has always been too too much to handle
1: Yeah, yeah, that is such a good point about like the male performers as well because they 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 can go on the stage like sweaty, not sounding that great. Their outfit is basically like not even that great. Like they they don't have to try hard at all. And yeah, like people like Beyonce or whatnot, they're like expected to just like put put on a full on show and not make a single misstep. So. Yeah, it's got to stop. But at the same time, like that's what's selling the tickets. And that's what these fans are raving about and posting about. I don't even know how you how you balance it out, how you give someone like Madonna grace or even share, you know, like someone that's just wanting, who's just amazing, who's an incredible talent, who's an icon, just give them grace.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) I think it starts with them giving themselves grace. And obviously Madonna, but I don't know Madonna, but I feel like she's probably the the perfectionist within her is probably like, I cannot give myself a second to recover. I can't like slack even a little bit because the second that I do, it's all over for me. And that's sad because she paved the way just like Cher did. So um, yeah is there or has there ever been an artist that would kind of devastate you if they were to die because when I got the alerts about Madonna I was like thank god it says that she's <laughs> on her, on the road to recovery in a
1: hospital right
0: <laughs> this yeah time. like I that would have
1: been that. devastating for oh,
0: sure it it would have broken me Mariah Carey of course would also yes um, yeah remember before he was so controversial like when Michael Jackson died I was like oh my god like that is
1: I oh. felt like the world had ended really? I still watched watch documentaries and I'm like what a loss (laughs) like
0: what a loss for the performing world because there really was nobody like him and same with Whitney although Whitney that was who I was gonna say Whitney yeah Whitney is is a different case in the sense that she was kind of deteriorating in her performance setting of you know the drugs and all that but yes Whitney was also like a moment in time that was a talent that happens once in a lifetime and so when she died I remember like Like my knees are shaking.
1: It just, I I, like, I like when her songs come on the radio. Like it's just, there is no one else in this world. I don't care the Jennifer Hudsons or whomever who can tap into her song. There will never be another voice like Whitney Houston as long as I'm alive. I'm sure. Like it's just that she was such a talent and. Yeah. When, when, when she, it was just, it was, it was like you said, she had been deteriorating, but at the same time, like you just someone like her, like I wouldn't have cared if her voice was raspy and she just did like a little cover on the Grammys or something like you still just want her presence. Um, I, You know, I do feel like we're in a period of time where our legends are starting to really get older and, you know, that day is going to come when they eventually go. And I just, what's going to happen to the music industry is my, my like, my biggest thing.
0: Well, it's funny that you mentioned that because you can transition <laughs> me right into the next topic, which <laughs> what will happen to the music industry will probably be AI. Um, yes. <laughs> country music legend Dolly Parton has stated that she doesn't want to live on as an AI hologram because she, quote, doesn't want to leave her soul here on this earth. Hologram concerts have seen an increase in recent years, Last year, ABBA created their own venue in London to host a residency concert, inviting fans to see the group as they looked in 1979. And then of course the Whitney Houston Hologram has also made a posthumous concert tour an evening with Whitney, the Whitney Houston Hologram tour. I actually saw the ABBA hologram show um, in- a month ago and it was really cool. It does not feel like you're seeing the artist live but it, it does feel like there's still excitement. There's still a sizzle in the air. And there were, I was like, oh, like they're not actually here, but I'm still having a good time. Like I'm actually just watching screens moving, but it's still cool. Would you ever see an AI show? And if so, who would you want to see?
1: You know, I thought about this and I'm like, I don't, I don't think I would. And simply because like, I don't know, like I've seen like, you know, snippets of these, you know, when t- they did the ho- Tupac as a hologram and like, even then I didn't really enjoy it. To me, I'm just like, they're just sort of well, floating it's around. A little,
0: it's a little bit different, I think, with with artists that are dead, like Tupac, as you mentioned, and Winnie Houston, because they're, they're just taking their image and kind of repurposing them. With ABBA specifically, all four members are still alive. They're all in their 70s now. So what right. they did was pretty much like green screen technology. Like they all like, they're doing the moves and then they're just being de-aged. And what you're seeing is their actual performance, new performance. Oh, it's, it's okay. So that's why like, it's big news when Dolly is like, I'm not going to do it because right now she's alive. She could right. do exactly she could. what happened. And it can still be a whole new experience. They're not repurposing like like Elvis. If they did Elvis, it'd be like old footage you that speak? you're recycling.
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Okay. So in that respect, yeah, I actually, it, you know, if it felt more current and alive, like they're actually doing moves and stuff and not just standing there, then yeah, I think that would be interesting. Oh, yeah. But I no, would they do. Be running.
0: They do full on moves. <laughs> there was there was even a live band. It's it's okay. Just, the vocals aren't live. The, the band isn't actually there. They're not there. And it's it still feels like an actual show.
1: Was it as big as like an actual concert hall would be, or did it feel more intimate like being on Broadway?
0: It felt a little bit more intimate like being on Broadway, but it still okay. felt like a concert. Um, okay. Like in a fully blacked out room, because obviously the, the screens need projection. It's 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 actually very, very cool if it's done properly. I didn't see the Whitney Houston one, but I could imagine it was probably rushed and not done properly.
1: Yes. Yes. Yeah. Anyway
0: our final topic of the day congratulations are in order for ryan seacrest who once again has a new gig the host of american idol he has his own radio show and he's the former host of kelly and ryan has signed on to replace pat sajak as the host of wheel of fortune sajak is stepping down as host of wheel after the season a role he has had since 1981 vanna white is expected to remain now (laughs) what
1: are your thoughts
0: (laughs) (laughs) i mean congratulations to ryan seacrest he is the hardest man that works in Hollywood truly but like it's too much enough
1: (laughs) (laughs) seriously sit back and give it to someone else
0: yes and there's so many people like I get it Ryan Seacrest is non-controversial in the best of ways right worker he's not threatening to viewers of anyone we've kind of been familiar with him for 20 years after watching him on Idol but like enough
1: enough (laughs) like you're like it's becoming like like a monopoly now like you're just taking over everything and i don't want to see you in everything
0: truly and again i don't necessarily watch Wheel of fortune i do watch jeopardy but why i want to know why he feels the need to kind of do this because he still has his radio show he's still doing you know american idol which is you know not as big as it was 20 years ago but still like right in the spotlight does he really need to do this Does he really need the money? No.
1: No, that is a stuff. We know the answer to that. Yeah. I'm curious why he would be, who knows? It's like, are you going to take over another network? I have no idea, but I just think, I just think he could have set back on this one. And I don't, I I don't even know like how I feel about the dynamic between him and Vanna. Like I just.
0: Yeah. First of all. Let's talk about Vanna White for a second in our few in our last yeah. videos that we have here. Vanna <laughs> White, who I love because she's an icon. She's really
1: icon.
0: she really like imagine the hard letters. Part of, literally, but not even. Not, not even anymore. That's <laughs> my point. Imagine the hardest part of your job was when you actually had to turn the letters. <laughs> that was when your job was quote unquote hard. Now she just right. walked by and just tap it. Um right. so props to her for turning that into a I don't know how long she's been on the show, but I assume it's almost as long as Pat Sajak for 40 years. She's been turning. letters. That sounds one boring, but two (laughs) really stuck with, and is like, you know what? I'm going to be an American icon, just like Pat Sajak and Alex Trebek. And I'm going to do turning letters and wearing beautiful dresses. Yeah. (laughs) Is an icon.
1: Good for her. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Now. Yeah. Do you think that who, if not, if not for Ryan Seacrest, who do you think, who would you pick to host the show?
1: You know, well, first thing that comes to mind is another never Ryan. And I would actually like do Ryan Reynolds.
0: Oh, I think, I mean, he's so charming, but a movie star doing a game show would be like strange.
1: Well, we thought it was weird when he did, um, I'm blanking, but the football thing. And like, I'm, I like, I fell in love with him. I think he has an amazing comedic timing. I think he's loved by the UK, by America. I don't know. Like I just think he like I'd like to see him, you know, on my TV every Wednesday or whenever the heck that show comes on. So
0: it's first yeah, of all, not every now. night.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's on it's on
0: every single night so it's gonna be a lot every of
1: night oh good god how's ryan gonna find time to film all of those the other um, Ryan.
0: <laughs> they, they film in bulk they do like a ship like one day they'll film like an, a week's worth of shows so that the schedule will work itself no out problem of- then. um I'd yeah like- who would you ryan, pick ryan reynolds is a is a really like out of the box idea that i think would be he'd be expensive though abc's probably like yeah
1: a- well i think brian seacrest is expensive
0: totally totally you're right you're right but yeah. i feel like ryan reynolds would be more expensive but i love that idea yeah um, my pick would be of course give it to vanna white she has- well that was the- <laughs> but then is she gonna be like mm, that's actually too much work for me i'm, I'm good
1: <laughs> seriously or is she gonna get upset when someone doesn't tap the letters right i mean she's be like let me show you how it's done <laughs> but,
0: the, but again the letters don't even need to be tapped <laughs>
1: They Seriously, could it should be a one-woman show at this point.
0: It should be a one-woman show. I think. I, I hope they at least gave her the option, saying, "Pat's leaving. Vanna, like, you're obviously the right choice for this. If you'd like to, yeah. do it. and if she says no, then all power to her. But uh, I hope she was asked. Yeah,
1: yeah, I agree. I agree. But if not, I'd like to see Vanna rock like a power suit. That could be kind of cute.
0: That's true. You know, get into the twenty twenty threes, Vanna. Let's see where yeah. some pants are. I don't know if she's yeah. even. The show's on every night, so chances are she could be wearing <laughs> many pants. But <laughs> that's <doubt> true. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, on that note, that wraps up our show. Janine, thank you so much for being here. All right, everyone. I'll talk to you later.